Well, thank you for joining me on Local 3's podcast, Breaking Ground, where we discuss all things labor, labor history, politics, and organizing as it relates to Operating Engineers Local 3, which is the largest construction trades local in North America. And we're very happy about that in these parts. So we are obviously in the middle of an election time, and people are getting flyers on their doorsteps, they're getting people knocking on their doors, they're getting phone calls. I think it's no better time than now to discuss how Local 3 does politics at the local level. And so I'm happy to have today with me Local 3 Sacramento District 80 Political Action Committee members, Frank Fuller, Travis Damiani, and Miguel Gonzalez. Thank you guys for joining me today. Before we get into what the Political Action Committee does, and that's short for or or long for the PAC, I want to know a little bit about you and, you know, tell us, let's start with you, Frank, when you joined Local 3 and what you currently do in the field. I got in Local 3 uh, July 5th of 2005 as a uh, ready mix batch plan operator, and I'm still that to this day. I started in 1997 uh, for Spink as a surveyor. I was in it, came in through the apprenticeship program. And currently, I work for Wood Rogers as a party chief. Okay. Go ahead, Travis. Been in Local 3 for uh, 13 years. Um, Started uh, as a labor, Local 294, five years in that, and then 13 years at Local 3. And what do you do for Local 3? I currently work for Vulcan Materials as an asphalt batch plant operator, make different types of uh, hot mix for... uh, local uh, contractors. Okay. So it, when you were out in the field at one point, did you think, oh, you know, I want to, I want to get more involved in my union or, you know, how does this union stuff work? Did that cross your mind or do, were you going to meetings? Yeah. The union's always been good to me and my family. And, uh, I just always wanted to give back and I figured this would be a perfect opportunity. Yeah. You know, it probably took about, I don't know, eight, nine years before I started to really think about it. You know, that you know, the union has been good good to my me and my family also. So I decided that there's probably no better way to get back than to you know, to try to do what I can through the PAC committee. Yeah, it's uh as a ready, ready mix batch plan operator, we don't really have set hours, so I don't have shift work. Uh, there's not a set time, and, and nor do I know when I'm going to get off. So it, it took quite a few years to gain some seniority where I could actually have the opportunity to invest more time in my union. And then you decided to do that when you, when the time became available. Uh, my, my first committee, I served on the GMAC committee. Uh, it was about 2015. Uh, I served on the GMAC committee for two years before I was uh, approached an opportunity to serve on the PAC committee. I served on the PAC committee until 2019 um, from when uh, Mr. Tom Seawright decided he uh, was going to retire. Um, I was then elected to help fill his position, and I've been on the e-board since 2019. So, yeah, you have been on all the committees (laughs) and, you know, serving the membership in such huge ways. And has that helped you kind of respect the organization more or? You know, I, I don't I don't do these things for the title or anything. I, you know, I do it because I, I believe in the operating engineers. I believe in what we stand for and it's a position that uh, I can serve in. Um, makes me feel good. It really, it's been a huge education, you know, what it takes to run a union, all the decisions that are made. Um, it's, uh, 
you know, it, it's it's really been an awesome ride all the way around. Um, you know, I've been surrounded by many, many good operating engineers. I mentioned Tom Seavright. Uh, Rob Carrion was one of my big, uh, one of the guys that got me going. Uh, I, I served with Rob uh, in this very room as a committeeman uh, negotiating with the operating engineers in CMEX. And to watch Rob thunder away and, and do what Rob did really inspired me. Um, you know, to, to really, to, to pick it up and move, you know, uh, men like that, you know, they work their day job and they're here till nine o'clock at night interviewing politicians. I mean, really dig deep. So if he can do it, I can do it too. And I think that was my big push. Uh, my family really support has been very supportive of uh, my roles here, which is makes it easier. I'm married with three kids all in sports and life's busy anyway. And then throw in two meetings a month with the PAC committee, another meeting a month for e-board, quarterly meeting. And your regular day job. But but this is this is really has become my passion. You know, my day job's just a job. You know, it puts food on the table. But this is this has become my passion. Well, and just like anything, you get out of it what you put into it. So it has become more meaningful probably in in the time that you've spent and the commitment that you've made to to, to help your fellow union members. So a lot of the membership, I don't think even knows what the political action committee does. So, uh, let's start with you, Frank. Can you just explain, um, it's also called the PAC. So what does the PAC do? Well, the political act, uh, political action committee is, is a group of members that have brought together and we interview, uh, prospective political candidates that are running for office and we find out if they're actually labor friendly. If they're going to back us, if they share our core values, um, we give those uh, an opportunity. We interview them, and then we discuss them, discuss their potential and their, their answers to their questions uh, among the committee, and then make a decision whether or not we're going to recommend them or not. So, um, how do you get on the pack? I think you're you're nominated in the first quarter round of district meetings every year, and then you're actually elected at that meeting. Correct. Yeah, it's a, it's an elected position. And then do you stay on the committee for just the year? Yes. Yes, yes, just just the year, and then uh, going for election again the following year. Okay, so um, how long have you each been serving on the PAC committee? I've been on the PAC for three years. Okay. I've been on the PAC for about three years also. I've been on, well, <laughs> I am the e-board member, so I am the chair of the PAC committee. So I've been an uh, e-board member for three years PAC committee for three years before that. So a total of six years. I've been, been involved with the political action committee. So, um, and how many members are on the PAC committee? Are there more than the three of you? Uh, myself, I chair it. Uh, John Richter is our secretary. And then we have three members, Miguel, Travis, and Frank Adair. Okay. So um, you had mentioned how you bring a candidate in and you interview them, and you know, based on certain questions or how they answer those questions, you decide if you're going to support them uh, through an endorsement. And is this happening throughout Local 3's jurisdiction every year? So every district office, you know, elects PAC committee members, and all of them are meeting all the time, same as you. If needed, we will. And you're required to meet twice a month per the bylaws. Do you meet more often during an election season, or? Yeah. No, I, right now it's just been every, every other Wednesday. Okay. But if if needed, we, we'll 
we'll meet yeah. up. So, how, so tell me how it works. So does the candidate contact District 80 and they're they're interested in an endorsement and then you set up a time when you just bring them in? Yeah, correct. The, the candidate will get in touch with uh, Local 3. Uh, Local 3 will then send out a questionnaire. They will fill out that questionnaire, return it to the PAC committee. We'll review it. And if it's something that we we believe in, we'll call them in for an interview and sit down face-to-face and have them tell us about themselves, tell us how, how they're going to help support labor. Are they going to support PLAs? Are they going to stand behind us if we have to go out on a strike? So it's kind of like a job interview. Yeah, very so, much so. Um, so why do these candidates want Local 3's endorsement? Because labor is really important during election times to get elected. So you're in communication with like other labor organizations. You guys kind of work together behind the scenes. We have lots of members. Um, you know, we give our endorsements, which is really important. You know, we're a really respected organization. And um, a lot of times what we do, other unions will follow. So if you're um, – so it's kind of like a like a job interview. And, um, I mean, would you ever get the questionnaire that comes back to you and, you know, they fill it out and you're like, no way. It happens all the time, yeah. And we'll just we'll – which is surprising because you think they would do a little bit of their research on a labor union before they would yeah. want your endorsement. Yeah. You'd be surprised by some of the answers. Well, g- just humor me. Give me a story. Candidates crossing boycott lines. And they're like, yes, I would cross the boycott line. Yes, I would. <laughs> okay. You're like, oh, okay. That's a no. Uh, thank, thank you, but no, thank you. Questionnaires <laughs> half filled out. Um, we'll, typically, we'll. Just filed as read and move on to the next. That's amazing. That's one of the first questions that's asked of a, a prospective candidate is, what do you know about the operating engineers? And some of them do and some of them don't know. They, they stumble. Right. Some of them uh, have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but there, there are some that are honest that will say, you know, uh, I just really haven't had a chance to research this yet. And that's, you know, we'll give them points. But yeah. but when they come out and say, yeah, uh, I understand that uh, you're the ones that design bridges and you design buildings and things like that, that's not the engineers that we are. <laughs> well, there's some survey work involved in that, right? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think it's um, it's 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 fascinating, but also kind of special to want, you know, that they want our endorsement, which means that we are in some ways a political powerhouse. I mean, people are coming in and they, they want, they want our name on their information or they want to be included. What does a candidate get who receives our endorsement? What's the benefit? It just depends. Uh, we'll uh, phone bank forum, precinct walk, uh, go door to door, hang flyers. And then we also publish that those endorsements in the engineers news and in mailers so that you know, people who have no idea how they might vote may be like, okay, well, my union supports this person. You know, I'm going to do that. Um, some of these questions, yeah, I was kind of looking at them myself. And, um, yeah, where is your stand on environmental issues? Um, do you have a written campaign plan and a written budget? So some of them come in here and they don't answer that question. <laughs> We've had a couple. Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, I hope they would have an idea about why they're running. Um, yeah, I mean, in some ways, those who may not know, you're educating them. Um, do they have a view concerning the federal Davis-Bacon law and the state prevailing wage? 
Do they do do some of them not know what those are? Have you ever just sat and like explained it to them? Yeah. Um, do you want to explain what those things are to the audience? The federal labor-speaking laws is guaranteed a uh, prevailing wage uh, to be paid on federally funded projects, uh, and we are basically the prevailing wage. It guarantees that unions, union shops, will take care of that work. They'll they'll set the standard of wage for the the area. Okay, and then um, project labor agreements. Do you ever go into that with them? The PLAs are a guarantee that it will be done by union labor, um, uh, like Sac- with Sacramento City School District. Uh, we have a PLA with them. Um, yeah. there, there's a few other uh, the school districts that have PLAs. So what happens when a candidate comes in and you guys are divided? How do you handle that? Because that's interesting. <laughs> do you just hash it out? Yeah, Pretty I mean, we do a lot of research and um, we talk back and forth. We try to get down to it and make the right decision for the union and the members. Or do you ever are you ever at a standstill and then you just can't make a decision and then there's no there's no endorsement made? We always work it out. Did you find that in being on this committee you became more interested in politics than you were before because now you kinda have to, or were you always kind of a political junkie? I haven't really changed much. Um I'm interested in in certain types of politics just because what Whatever, you know, brings work to us is what I'm, I'm concerned with. So politics only insofar as it's going to protect your, what, your job, our job, our union. Our union and members. I would agree with Miguel. That's for myself, yeah. I think that um, in general, I don't think that the membership or even the public understands how, how we achieve these endorsements. Um, you know, they may wrongly believe that it just comes up from someone at the top who just decides, you know, I'm going to endorse my friend, or they think we only endorse Democrats. Um, what would you say to someone who, you know, came up to you and said that about this, because you actually, you know, live and do the work that goes on behind the scenes? Well, it's just absolutely untrue. <laughs> I mean, our, our endorsements open to all that share our core values. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever. If you support labor, you're a friend of ours, then We'll give you a shot. Well, and these are some pretty divisive political times right now. Um, it's really hard to separate the sort of emotional issues from the financial issues or, you know, the interests of labor as an organization. We've been talking a lot um, in other podcasts about how Local 3 does politics, and that's actually on our um, the Local 3 YouTube page. There's a video about that. But it is basically surrounding this idea that, you know, if you, you know, want to die on the cross for, um, you know, uh, abortion rights, you can do that. You know, there's a there's a coalition that exists for that. But if you're interested in the coalition that is Local 3, then, you know, you'll align with the, the recommendations that we make in our magazine. And, and we're going to stand only to protect those core values. And what what are those core values? What is it that you're trying to protect try and protect our, our working wage our health benefits you know um, it's not getting any cheaper to live in california no it's not <laughs> yeah wage benefits uh probably access to training just the ability to have a job um retirement um yeah those are those are pretty simple bread and butter things that that we all want 
Um, and so beyond that scope, you know, we're not going to fight those battles, but we are going to fight the battles to protect those things. And I think that's an important message to give to our members and, and the public in general. Um, have you liked being on this PAC committee? I mean, how has the experience been? My experience with the PAC has been amazing. Um, not only do I get to work with a great group of guys, but I get to ensure that mine and the members are successfully supporting and receiving support from the right candidate. I've enjoyed it. You know, it's, it takes a lot of time. You know, we have our meetings come up and, you know, we have to make certain sacrifices. So uh, in the end, it's worth it. And what does that mean in the end? Is that like when the candidate gets elected? Yes. And most of the time our candidates do get elected. And that's pretty cool. I mean, Frank, you've been around a while. Have you supported a candidate and then and then seen them actually protect some of these core values or like get a project to pass? Yeah. Our, uh, we've had a couple mayors that, that we've supported and gotten elected and, and are doing some doing some good things for Probably feels pretty good. Now, have you ever supported a candidate and then they ended up going against what they said? I haven't seen it yet. No, but that, that is another thing that uh, the PAC committee has started is that we, we will call in people who have helped get to uh, get elected and ask them, okay, where are you at with X, Y, Z? Um, when we started this about, about the last year, to, it's, you know, to hold them to uh, some accountability. Yeah. yeah. You know, hey, we helped you out when, when you need your call. Yeah, so, hey, now so, so where are we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how this works, right? Um, do you think if the chance arises that you'll, you know, want to serve on the political action committee again? I will 100% run, uh, for PAC again next year and every year after until I'm too old or I get kicked off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll definitely run again okay. and probably every year after. I'm in for the long haul. <laughs> so okay. being, being a board member and a, you know, a political action committee member, you know, I'm, I, I'm I'm here to serve as long as the majority of the membership approves of my job, how I'm doing. So what's your advice for someone in the field who um, may be kind of interested in getting involved in the union, but they're maybe intimidated about politics or, you know, they just don't think they have the time? Um, what would you tell them, you know, now that you have kind of seen behind the scenes and you kind of see all the work that goes into this process? What What would you tell that person? I would say go for it. You know, but everybody's different. Everybody's family schedule is different. I understand, um, but it just just because they're not on the political action committee, or just because they're not on staff with the operating engineers, um, doesn't mean that they can't be stewards. You know, uh, get out, talk to people, talk to people about you know what's going on with politics. Have you heard who the operating engineers are endorsing? Um, Strike up conversations at your kids' ball games with people that are there. You know, talk to them about the operating engineers in general. Help us grow our numbers. Um, you know, promote our credit union. Um, like I said, just because you're not an elected official doesn't mean that you can't be a steward of this union. We're 38,000 members strong. It's a lot of people. We, with everybody involved, we would be an absolutely unstoppable force. We've we've already done pretty well, but yes, if thirty eight thousand people voted the way the union recommended, we would probably have greater protections about those core values going forward in the long term. Um, well, I I thank you for for the work that you put in. Um, 
you know, to your union and this particular committee. And um, I hope that what you've said today will help our membership understand the process um, of how Local 3 actually does politics and that it's not something that we just made up. It's part of our bylaws. Um, it's been around since the beginning of the union. I think it's a great idea. It's that the membership elects the members who then do this process. And so it is a member-run, you know, committee. Um, do you have any parting words about, you know, the PAC committee or this upcoming election? Anything you want to tell people read your endorsements, consider supporting the union's way. Um, I would say look past party and think about the union. Yeah. As a committee, we keep everything personal out of our decisions. All of our decisions are jointly made for the betterment of the union and the members. Was that hard to do? It can be because we, we've, we've all have different views on, on certain things, but at the end of the day, is this candidate going to help us going forward? And that's your job on this committee. Um, well, I, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, agreeing to do this, and I appreciate your time and effort in serving the membership on the pack. And um, hopefully, your endorsements uh, have some impact, and we get those candidates uh, elected who will support our core values. So, thank you again for your time. Absolutely, thank you for, thank having, you for us. having us.